Empire. Neil back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother Noel. Before we get started, we wanted to thank Hico Sticks for sponsoring the show. Yeah, we've gone big time. Thank you, Hico Sticks. Yeah, absolutely. It's an amazing product for hand-eye coordination and used by top athletes like UFC fighter Conor McGregor and Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. It's tough to sell without seeing it, so go to HicoSticks.com, spelled H-E-C-O-S-T-I-X, and see tons of videos and testimonials on the product. Use our promo code BeltwayBros, all one word, no space, at checkout to receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that's promo code Beltway Bros. Hey, Noel, I see you're playing hurt today. Thanks for fighting through. We really appreciate that. A little under the weather, but yeah, you know, I'm a gamer. I'll I'll be all right. Well, how was your weekend? You know, the weekend that you were looking so forward to from the last show. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's uh, it reared its ugly head. I guess it knew (laughs) I I was too happy about it. So it again, I'm a little under the weather, but I'm okay. But I did get some TV in, which was good. Good excuse for that. So I watched the Champions League final, which was good. Congratulations, Bayern Munich. Winning uh, against Paris Saint-Germain, and uh, nothing like seeing the pathetic Neymar cry, which was good. Actually, you know, there was another good thing on, and you're going to think I'm a geek, but you like the WWF, so you have no credentials. I know you're a big Murder, She Wrote fan, so I wanted to... <laughs> yes, yes. Golden Girls. No, Golden <laughs> oh, Girls. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, no, but there was a DC fandom this weekend. They had a 24-hour oh, yeah. 24 hour thing. I watched that. Man, you guys got to check out the new Batman movie and the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League trailer, Beast. Oh, two separate movies you're talking about. Two separate movies, yeah, yeah. But they had um, they had panels and stuff. It was really good. It took up a lot of time. So, But it was fun. It was good to watch. I wouldn't have watched it if I was, you know, not laying in bed. Yeah, sure. Fucking nerd. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get through this real quick. We have an Instagram page, Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. Check out EmpireMedia.com as well. All of the network's podcasts are on there. Finally, please subscribe or follow depending on which app you use. It's 100% free. All subscribing does is download the newest episode automatically so you don't have to search for it. All right. So starting things off, some news that happened actually on Sunday. Capitals head coach Todd Reardon was fired after they got eliminated from the NHL playoffs 4-1 to by the New York Islanders, who was coached by former Caps Stanley Cup winner Barry Trotz. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) This was Reardon's second first round exit in two years. So we talked about this a little bit before when they were getting the shit kicked out of them. They they squeaked out the one game and all that. But right. obviously, this turned out to be a terrible decision by Brian McLennan to keep Reardon over Trotz. And, you know, Trotz, from all accounts, is such a nice guy. And he it was a total slap in the face. And they gave the extension to 
Reardon over Trotz while Trotz was still the head coach without giving him one, which I thought was a classy move. But pure professionalism by Trotz. He, you know, kept moving and won the Stanley Cup and still couldn't get a extension. Went to the Islanders and... Yeah, I don't know what the hell the underlying story is there, why they felt that that wasn't a good fit, but... Hey, you know, now they're paying the piper for it and Islanders move on and good for him. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think they were under the impression that Reardon was the reason behind that they were doing what they were doing and not Trotz. But obviously that wasn't really the case. So, Oh, Trotz was know, like uh, Gruden? Yeah, Trotz was kind of like, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. <laughs> Gruden, I mean, but the, the thing is they didn't have anybody that yeah, exactly. <laughs> was really with Gruden. <laughs> And I guess that they were concerned that he would be a head coach, Reardon. I mean, you know, somewhere else they didn't want to lose him and Trotz was getting old and yeah, I they didn't feel like he was doing the job. Well, they were sadly mistaken. Now his ass is on the street and Trotz is in the second round. So right. great work, guys. All right. Enough Caps talk. I think we'll we'll talk about them next year. <laughs> yeah. It was a good run. <laughs> All right. Next thing we're going to talk about is your favorite thing in the world other than Murder, She Wrote. Golden Girls, damn it. I think you're more of a Murder, She Wrote guy. <laughs> No, I love Golden Girls. You kidding me? I could always watch that. But we're going to talk some baseball briefly. Hey! So, <laughs> so some unfortunate news coming out on Saturday. Uh, last year's World Series MVP, Steven Strasburg, will undergo carpal tunnel surgery on Wednesday, effectively ending his season. For those who don't know, and I'm sure many of you do, but I doubt you do, Noel, Strasburg signed a seven-year, $245 million contract over the offseason. So I think that they were thinking long-term with this injury, as they tend to do with Strasburg, and they've done this before. In all accounts, he could have waited and rested on this a little bit, but due to how short the season is, and you know, I think they just want to get this thing done as quickly as possible, so he's ready for spring training. And currently, the Nationals are in fourth place. 11 and 14 in the NLE said they may just be punting on the season at this point. And that's what I was about to say. I mean, I, I think if they were guns blazing and they were high in the standings, they might have just tried to push through it, maybe see if he could make it into the rotation maybe a little bit later on. But they might just be saying, oh, well, it's not worth it. 60 games, you're already four and a half games back or whatever they are of, of first place. And it's tough in 60 games. It really is. They really had would seriously have to go on a run. And I, I didn't know that pitchers got carpal tunnel. I thought that was like old women on a typewriter shit. Murder, she wrote. Murder, she wrote. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she got carpal tunnel. God, I'm imagine? positive that she had carpal tunnel. That's a worker right there. Fuck that. No time off for her. She was yeah, writing right? them books about murder. <laughs> All day and every day. <laughs> God. I remember watching when Murder She Wrote would come on in the next whatever I was watching before, like two AM or something. Yeah. And it would it would just give me the chills of like, God, turn this shit off. Oh. <laughs> See this old bag writing some shit. I was like Back to back uh. episodes. <laughs> They'd always have that. They're like, God damn, man. But they don't have something better to put on. That and Mash. Mash, yeah, the, Mash. the music. Uh. The music always freaked me out and I had to change it immediately. And I always it knew like, it was time for bed. Every oh, yeah. time that came on, it was, oh my God, school the next day. <laughs> yeah, it was depressing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, enough of that. Sad to say, but Noel and I are getting old, and we've been looking for ways to sharpen our hand-eye coordination reaction speed, but also like to throw something around outside with our kids once in a while. Then we found this product, Heco Sticks. Heco Sticks has three prongs, three colors, throw it, call the color, and catch the color. Simple, right? It's way harder than it looks, and there are so many ways to increase the difficulty that challenges even the best athletes. For example, Odell Beckham, Alvin Kamara, Joe Burrow, just to name a few. They use it to take their training to the next level. So Hiko Sticks is the winner of the Men's Health Award 
even though it's already being used across all major pro sports and college programs, doesn't mean it's just for the elite. It also has the national standard for K-12 through physical education curriculum. With so many shutdowns and gyms closing, Hico Sticks is the perfect tool to add to your home workout. Or you can just make it a fun competition with your family, you know, while you're sitting at home. You can go to HicoSticks.com for more details. When you order, don't forget to use our promo code, BeltwayBros, and get 10% off your entire order. Catch Hico Sticks today. Moving on to our favorite Burgundy and Gold franchise, I wanted to follow up with the announcement of Ron Rivera's cancer announcement for Friday's show. On Saturday, Rivera, as expected, and you called it, Noel, so I'm going to give you some props on that. Not a tough call, but nonetheless, confirm that. A little insider. A little insider. I wonder if JP (laughs) called that. Confirm that defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio will step in as plan B if Rivera has to take a hiatus due to cancer treatment. You know, starting with Rivera, I'm really concerned that his doctors are going to tell him he can't coach because of the risk with COVID. I mean, we didn't really touch on that before, and I don't know why it didn't really come to me. But right afterwards, I was thinking, Jesus, we're in this complete mess of a pandemic right now, and he's going to be considered high risk. Now, we don't know enough about his treatment at this point, but one would assume there's going to be some kind of chemo involved, right? He was asked about surgery. He declined to comment on that. So we don't know if he's going to be receiving surgery or not. I know that he has ever intention of continuing to work through this, but in all likelihood, they're going to tell him you got to sit this shit out. From my opinion, anyway, it just doesn't make sense from a guy that's going to be going through chemo and his immune system is going to be affected significantly from this. He's got to sit in his house. And I don't like to say that because it sucks. I mean, this team's already in enough shit as it is, but I can't imagine any doctors allowing him to continue once the chemo starts. No, regardless of what his treatment is, whether it's surgery, radiation, chemo, Whatever it is, there's going to be a vulnerability to his immune system by doing that. And with COVID, it's the worst possible timing for this type of thing. And what else is new, right? Yeah, and he's (laughs) going to be around guys. He's going to be around sweaty guys, you know, and in close proximity to these guys. And they're taking the precautions. We've seen it in the training camp footage and things like that. You could see him in the latest days. He was kind of standing behind the sideline. He was at a distance. But also, I saw, you know, guys coming up to him and talking to him in close proximity, things like that. I don't know what they're going to do, Matt. I really don't, but you're right. I mean, this COVID thing adds a wrench into the gears on top of the crap that he has to deal with in his own personal thing with cancer. It's just one more thing to have to think about that. From my standpoint, I think it's not a risk worth taking. He has the right people in place. Get your stuff done and come back at full health when you're ready to come back. And fighting through it, I think, is just, it's an avenue for disaster that I don't think on a personal level he should be taking. Totally agree. And I think they're going to protect him from himself at some point anyway. So even if he doesn't want to do it, something's going to happen. I hope so. You never know. I mean, ask Trent Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm so done with that asshole. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I know. never want to hear I the man's know. name again. <laughs> All right. So as you mentioned before in the previous episode, Rivera warned his players not to piss him off, you know, because he's going to be a little more testy than usual due to his cancer situation. Understandably so, right? Right. Well, he was not lying at all. So according to multiple reports, the first practice back after Rivera's cancer announcement, he went completely ballistic on the team after the practice. Rivera was furious because apparently he felt the players were undisciplined and flat out lazy, but he was also upset that the defense played extremely well and they were smothering the offense and they weren't able to get a really good look at what they could do. After practice, as I mentioned, Rivera laid into the team and pointed to Adrian Peterson and Thomas Davis as guys that know how to work. Then 
strangely enough, pointed out to Wes Martin. And once he found him, he said, quote, this is your chance. This is your fucking opportunity. Are you going to take it? End quote. Beast. Man, calling I mean, out his, his manhood you know, right there. These guys, how dare you show up to the field and be lackluster after this situation? And I said this on the last freaking episode, man. I said this, put your money where your mouth is. If you cannot rally around this situation, you guys have been talking this coach up. It's night and day. It's Jonathan Allen, you know, saying we're looking different. You know, we've got this eye of the tiger shit going on. This guy just said that he had cancer and he's still out on the damn field. And you guys can't piece together a decent practice? Really? Really? You should be ashamed of yourselves. That he even had to raise his blood pressure up to say this and call you guys out for this. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I can't fathom how you would come out of the locker room with not fire in your eyes and want to destroy the person in front of you. Run through a wall, right? Run through a wall. Do anything. I'll be in a bunker with this guy. All these cliche sayings that these guys have been talking shit for for the last six months, even on Zoom, you know, like I want to throw my laptop against the wall because he's so hungry. And now they go out to practice the day after this guy announces that he has cancer and they shit the bed? Unbelievable. It's really sad. What to make of this? Supposedly, they bring in guys, young, hungry guys that are, even if they have less talent, they want them in the building. They'd rather have guys work their asses off and study in the film room and all that stuff and have their head in the books and never stop. But this is inexcusable. Of all times, the guy literally just said, I have cancer. I'm going to be pissed off if you guys fuck up. I'm paraphrasing, right? And then they have a shitty practice and don't work hard. And Even if he didn't say anything and they just found out that he did, I would still want to come out for him yeah. and show we're here for you, dude. We got you. And they did none of that. It's ridiculous to me. It shows some serious lack of character on this team. And immature young guys sometimes are immature young guys. Yep. One thing that may come out of this, and I thought of this after we talked about it as well, hopefully they'll take on more of a responsibility to actually not go out and party or go to go to a bar or something like that because they know that they could literally kill this man. Oh, God. Jeez, if that happens, holy shit. That goes way above and beyond having a shitty practice. I yeah. mean, that's just straight out saying I don't give a shit at all. But getting back to you when you were talking about the defense and how the defense was stomping on the offense, and yeah. that's one of the things that he drove. I'm not as supportive of that one. I don't understand why these guys weren't playing their asses off, but talent is talent. And everybody knows that's followed this team over the last couple years what's the main core part of the team that's good allegedly the defensive line right no i I thought you're gonna say the punting unit oh the beast (laughs) beast i love the special that's all all we really got (laughs) but and i know you're gonna be surprised to hear me say this matt but i think rivera's right again this defensive line knows that they're good okay this defensive line knows that they're good. Go out, have a few reps, pound these guys into the ground, and let the offense play a little bit. I know they're all grown men, and they need to go out there and bust their ass. The entire front line is all a bunch of freaking first-rounders. You've got freaking Christian again playing left tackle. <laughs> yeah. And these guys are coming at him. Look, all right, big shots. You're like bullies. Or like, what is this, Billy Madison playing freaking dodgeball? I mean, this is ridiculous, man. Like, good job. Like, an adult in second grade. It's varsity versus JV right now. He needs to see what the offense can do. I don't get it. And yeah, for a defensive line that can bully like this, let's see if they give up 250 yards against the Eagles on the ground. Big shots against Wes Martin. Good job. (laughs) 
that's a concern in general for me because I feel like they're undersized and still more of a 3-4 unit. But well, we'll talk about that later. You're, you're right. I mean, I think that him being upset with the defense can be debated, I think. What do you want this defense to do? To just hold up and just not play their game? Yes, the offense is typically behind the defense at this stage in, in training camp, especially since there's been no offseason. Right. But at the same time, okay, you know, I'm going to play from the what from the whites and you're going to play from the reds or whatever on and we're going to throw a handicap in there it doesn't really make any sense you can't just tell these guys to just lay off of them they got a job to do they don't want to get cut either i mean i'm not saying that jonathan allen's going to get cut or chase young who you know wasn't out there but you know what i mean but these guys they got a job to do the other guys can't keep up I promise you, this is not going to be the best defense this offense sees this year. No, so, no, I, I totally agree with you, but you have to allow them to get off the ground too. What's productive about Haskins not even be able to hand the ball off to Peterson when you've got three guys already in the backfield? You can't see any type of production at all. That's on Rivera and their crew because no, no, they, should, I, they should have put I completely players agree, that can actually but block We these are where guys. we are. We are where we are. And I understand that. Pounding a guy into the ground every single play, it's not helping the defense either by doing Probably, this. It, it gives them false sense of security like exactly. they're actually good. Exactly, because they ain't that good. Well, then, to me, it's up to the coaches to put them out of position on purpose, much like Greg Williams used to do to Sean right. Taylor. And So, see, you're not as good as you think. I'm putting you in a spot to fuck up on purpose. Right. Right. So maybe that's the answer. Don't ask these guys to not play as hard or to slow down in order to make the offense better. Yeah, I, I agree with tearing into them may, may be a little bit of an extreme, but Del Rio needs to take these guys to the side and say, hey, look, those pussies on the on the offensive side need us to lay off a little bit. Let's lay off <laughs> right. a little bit. You know, something like that. I wonder if there's any disdain, like little issues between Del Rio and Rivera right now, because you know Del Rio's a psychopath and he's probably telling them rip their skulls out. Hey, that's his job. That's my point. But Rivera's job is to keep the peace, too. And yeah. and I agree. Him tearing into him is a ridiculous thing, but sitting Del Rio down and uh, Scott Turner down and saying, hey, look, we need to get some production out of this offense, too, and we need to see what happens. We know that the defense is going to be the strength of this team, no doubt. We got it. We don't need to see freaking them smeared into the ground for two hours. I mean, that's not yeah. accomplishing anything for either side. I can beat the shit out of Ryan in basketball, too. What's that accomplishing? This is an NFL offense. It's not a <laughs> child. It's an NFL <laughs> I offense. I know. Right now, they are a child. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> well, you mentioned uh, Jerron Christian, but uh, Rivera actually pointed out that he has been playing really well, yeah. surprisingly. Get my get out of you. <laughs> He's been working hard, getting better every day, as opposed to what he said about Wes Martin. So, well, number one, the competition is on hold because of uh, Shadiq Charles is injured, right? And then what the hell happened to Cornelius Lucas? Wasn't he the big signing of the offseason? I don't know. He was the big offensive line guy, the veteran, the guy that's going to come the in and they're names. just plug and play. Not even a part of the equation. It, this is deja vu all over again with this Christian thing. If everybody recalls last training camp, when Trent Williams sat out, Christian was the guy that they plugged in at left tackle right at the beginning a trading camp. Now, he didn't get the accolades that he's getting right now when he came in because, hell, they had to put Eric Flowers at left tackle who was getting urinated on on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> I mean, he basically took the brunt of it. So to me, this is all training camp talk. We have no idea. Guys look good and then they all of a sudden don't. And for two days, they look good and then they're in the coach's doghouse in the next two days. So we have no clue. Right now, 
Christian is strictly in there, I believe, just because they have need bodies. They got nobody else. They really don't. Yeah, but I would say this is coming directly from Rivera. This isn't coming from JP on the sidelines who knows nothing about football. You know right. what I mean? And he's just saying, oh, well, what a block on that one. Or or your boy, uh, uh, JP's buddy, who's like, oh, I like the big guys there because uh, you know, he loves the big guys. And I'm not even going to say why, but <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> but we, we hear the same shit every year right and about position battles but I think this might be a little bit different I mean this isn't Jay Gruden talking this is Ron Rivera who I think is an actual football coach and he doesn't seem to bullshit which is what I like about him I mean I feel like at the very least Rivera and Del Rio know their stuff definitely on defense but when they're talking about specific players there's no money in Rivera saying oh Christian's playing really well and when he's not well I think there's money in it when they have nobody else I mean if but there's a comp- but yeah but the, they, the, a guy it, that they brought in I understand I, I just feel that right now they're thin at the position and they have to build confidence in the guy he might be playing really well I don't know hey from the sound of it if he has to go get pissed off at the defense he ain't doing that much well, shit some somebody's given up something I'm sure he gave up on a few plays we'll see yeah we'll see I I don't know I think at the very least with that defensive line going up against that offensive line it's a pretty good sign when he can actually say something good about the left tackle (laughs) that is true I will give you that a little diamond and shit yeah exactly and if he's not getting crushed every single time I mean I guess we can hang our hat on that well great well great there you go so I also wanted to talk about this little Earl Thomas situation yesterday he was released by the Ravens because he had this crazy fight at practice you know those fights happen all the time but I think Harbaugh said it went on a little too long and then the leaders on the Ravens got together and they they just talked to the Ravens brass if it was Harbaugh or GM or whatever and then he was released pretty quickly after that apparently they just don't like the guy that has to be it because those type of fights happen all the time I just don't see why they would have pulled the trigger on something like that there must have been more there must I mean, this, have been. This guy's good. Seven-time yeah. pro bowler, all-pro yeah. guy. And this all this Troy Apke talk, he's starting right now over Sean Davis, which is actually really surprising considering they brought him in. I'd love to see him sign, but I don't think there's a chance in hell that Rivera approves with somebody like that with character issues. And more than likely, he wouldn't want to come here anyway, let's be honest. I mean, they're admittedly rebuilding. I don't think a guy who's 31 years old, seven-time Pro Bowler, would have come to this team. And I think the Cowboys and some other teams are in discussion of his services. But yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But I'd it love won't. to see it. No, uh, isn't it amazing that when like these players come up like this, that all of a sudden, Apke is just... He's going to be asking to wear 21. That's just where he's at now. He's not this, wearing it yet? No, he's not wearing it yet. <laughs> he's, he's on the pending list right now it's on the waiting list he's waiting for uh the wave of the hand from the spirit of sean to give him the go ahead <laughs> the hand on his shoulder this guy played two games last year and, and he was serviceable and all of a sudden now this guy's competing for a starting job this is called fool's gold everyone this is training camp third day in pads fourth day in pads fool's gold okay the guy's got speed he looks good that's why he was drafted way higher than he should have because he had speed he didn't have an ounce of instinct he looked like he had never played the position before in his life when he came to Washington and now all of a sudden this guy's competing with a veteran Sean Davis who they brought another guy they brought in this is just another thing where we're good at free now all of a sudden they've got a healthy competition at the spot when it was one of the worst positions on the team that was a serious need now all of a sudden it's like got no problems here 
Look, yeah. Apke's bought in too. Embarrassment of riches on Yeah, <laughs> now it's just boom. We don't even need an all pro. You kidding me? We got our own. Get the fuck out of here, man. Apke is an athletic freak. And yeah. I do think that, that you did see a jump last year when he started playing. He had a pick. I don't know. It, it would be nice if he worked out. Absolutely. And maybe he's he's a guy that with a proper coaching staff in place can do something. Hey, I hope so, because they're not going to get Earl Thomas. Okay, so I hope that the guy works out. I will say this, though, backing to what I've been saying, Earl Thomas is owed $10 million this year. You could sign him for dirt, man. He's already getting paid. Yeah. Well, they may be able to get out of it because of conduct detrimental to the team. So we'll see how that a fight on the freaking field. Give me a break. Harbaugh's an asshole, too. You know, and who knows what happened there, but unfortunately he's not going to come to Washington because we're we're set at safety, apparently. We're good. I don't think that's the reason. I think that they just, any character issues of any kind, they want no part of. Well, But I guarantee he'd work hard at practice, you know, so that might be the <laughs> At the very least, he'd beat the <laughs> shit out of somebody. Yeah, he cares enough, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean, he cares enough to do that and doesn't come into practice lackluster after their coach tells him he has cancer. I guarantee he at least knock somebody's head off. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. Also on Sunday... Hold on. Before you start, speaking of of practicing coming out lackluster, I was talking to you about something yesterday that I noticed. And Thomas Davis was mic'd up on the Washington website, the Washington Mm -hmm. football team website. And I have been an advocate for Haskins. Would you agree? Totally. I've been a little more wishy-washy on him. You've been a little bit more on the fence, but I think I've been hard. I've taken a hard line on that. And this thing really concerned me. Just to give you a, a backstory, and you should watch it yourselves, everyone, but Thomas Davis was mic'd up, and there was a play. They were running seven-on-sevens, and Haskins threw a crossing pattern. And Thomas Davis could have picked it off and decided not to because he wanted to make the play run. Apparently, the defense wasn't playing that hard, that he let right. the play happen. But <laughs> Thomas Davis is also 55 yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah. So maybe something. he was having delusions of grandeur that he could have gotten there <laughs> 80 years ago. <laughs> but... So he goes up to Haskins after the play and advises him. He said, hey, look, man, don't throw that pass. I said, I could have picked that off. I let it roll. And Haskins looks at him like he has two heads and was not receptive to it at all. And was like, I don't know what you're talking about. To the point that Thomas Davis and him were kind of just looking at each other like, you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And finally, Thomas Davis says, well, maybe you should go look at the tape. One of us is wrong. Yeah. And that's how they left it. And Haskins is just walking off during this entire conversation. Very disrespectful to a guy that's been in the league for an immense period of time. And that was very concerning. And I'm shocked that Washington, the website, didn't pick up on that. Because they're not too bright. Haskins looked like an asshole in that. I mean, so much for the new media team. Oh, please. But um, Haskins better check himself. You talk about the new media team. They didn't know that hashtag 1932 could not be a hashtag. That was going to be their new HDTR. <laughs> Fucking it? idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't do numbered hashtags. And they even made, you didn't see this? They made a big no. announcement. This is our new hashtag, 1932. And they're like, oh, shit. Um, we can't do that hashtag. <laughs> I mean, nothing surprises me, but yeah, that is concerning. Absolutely. And you would think that of all people, he would at least fake it with Thomas Davis. You know that he's got Rivera's ear, right? He's a coach on the field and sit there and be like, yeah, man, you're completely whatever. Just act like you give a shit. Just nod your head and move on, man. That's a bad look. The guy was trying to give you advice. 
He's trying right. to make you better, not make you feel like shit. And, you know, this is a constant concern with Haskins. You know, he can lose all the weight he wants. He can do whatever he wants in the offseason. He's working hard. His face is in the books, all that shit. But at the end of the day, the guy's kind of a dickhead. Yeah. And he's obviously very full of himself. And when a person like Thomas Davis tells you this, he's doing it to help you. He knows that his career's at the end. He's trying to make your career better. Right. There's no money ha- for him to come up to you and do that shit. He's already Absolutely. gotten paid. This is probably his last year in the league, man. That just shows no common sense to me. Right. That's up there with jumping in the crowd and taking selfies and shit when you're supposed to be kneeling on the ball. At what least that learned? was a spur-of-the-moment excitement thing. This is a legitimate all-pro middle linebacker that's coming up to you and giving you constructive criticism on, hey, I wouldn't make that pass next time. And that's it. And that should have been the end of it. Okay, I'll take a look at it. Thanks for the heads up, man. And move on with your day. He has no sense, man. And that's, that's very concerning. What an idiot. What an yeah. idiot. Doesn't surprise me, unfortunately. Last thing uh, I want to talk about was finally Cody Latimer, the famed wide receiver. He was finally released after two months of inexplicably being still on the roster after felony gun charges. I guess they're thrilled with Dontrell Inman or something because uh, they felt like <laughs> yeah. it was time for him to say goodbye. It was time to pull the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's on the commissioner exempt list, and I don't think he ever had a chance to play, but this receiving core is very concerning, especially after all we're hearing in practice. My God, I mean, they're not getting open. Apparently, Haskins is only throwing to McLaurin and actually got chewed out by Rivera about that. So <laughs> Another chew out? Yeah, Damn. Rivera's Please. all over the fucking place. I mean, you go, from, you, you go from uh, Camp, what, what do they used to call it? Uh, camp J or whatever it was yeah. to, to this shit. Camp idiot. Where's the leadership going to come from in that room? There are a bunch of young guys. They don't even know how to play the game yet. And unfortunately, based on talent, it's going to have to come from McLaurin. And that's not a bad thing. I think he's a great guy. I really do. He's got his head screwed on straight. He's a good person. Great talent. That whole thing. He shouldn't have to bear this burden, though. Not in sophomore year. Okay, not with how this season is going and how you can't be out there and everything. That shouldn't be added onto his plate. And it is. He's got other shit to worry about. There's been plenty of guys that are flashing the pans that have had a thousand yard season. Yeah, man. Seen again. He's got to make sure that he gets a second contract as well. Exactly. These teams are going to be zoning in on him already. He's got to figure out how ways to get himself open because there ain't shit else in that receiver room right now, except for (laughs) Steve Sims, basically, who God knows what he's going to be doing. But and this guy now has to worry about the character of the room. I just think that they could have done a better job of bringing somebody in with such a phenomenal talent that he is to put somebody next to him. And I'm not saying that Antonio Brown or something would have been the answer. It probably would have been worse. But they could have found somebody with some serious veteran leadership that had a quality of a game too and not some journeyman or somebody like that that has no credibility at all and bring somebody in that can we were talking about with Thomas Davis that type of guy that can say hey look guys a b and c is the way we need to do things and it's not McLaurin's job yet to be doing that well I heard him in an interview actually with JP he actually made him look good on that one so he's making other people look good yeah too, man you know? that was actually a really good interview it I mean, was. on his end yeah I mean he's just he's a really... beast man but this is a lot to take on by a guy but I think that he knows this, the role that he's in, and he's always been kind of a leader. Ohio State, he was captain and all that kind of stuff. I mean, with I know, and it, you're right, it shouldn't be his role, but I think that he doesn't want to be the rah rah guy right now. He's just like, look how I do things, follow the, 
the way that I'm working and that's how he's going to do his. Yeah, a Jonathan Allen style thing. Look, I'm not a mm-hmm. leader. Just come out and just get behind me and do what we do. And that's how most young guys do it. I'm not ready to take on this huge leadership role. And that shows to his character as well that he doesn't jump in and say, I'm taking the lead that he wants to prove himself and he has his own boxes to check before he starts doing those type of things. But at the end of the day, there is a room of guys that they need to collectively say, okay, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. And I don't think at this point in time, he should be having to deal with other guys' X's and O's, if that makes sense. Well, he did it last year with Haskins. Yeah. He was, he, he was testing him in the hotel room. No, I mean, he he's awesome. I just, yeah. I feel for the guy that he has to juggle all these and wear so many hats at such a young time in his career. On the other side of the spectrum, you're talking about Haskins, who was interviewed and said, I want to be the leader. I've been watching Tom Brady and Drew Brees, how how they handle themselves, and why can't it be me? And it's like, come on, man. If you're acting like that towards Thomas Davis, you got a long way to go. No, absolutely. I promise you, those two guys would never have done that. No, if you ever raise your hand to say, I want to be the leader, then you, you're, you're, already, you're already behind the eight ball, my friend. Yep. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. As always, we are on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook page. Oh, one more thing. We're going to have NBC Sports Washington's Wizards insider Chase Hughes on Wednesday's show. So we've been holding off on the Wizards talk for a few days. Just Ooh, the Wiz? The Wiz. The Wiz number nine. back. Nice. Moved up a little bit. Yeah. You know, number nine. So thanks again for listening, and we hope you guys have a great Monday.